Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Came in here after the, after, uh, the Georgia game and said, this dude has it. This dude could be a franchise quarterback. A thousand percent. Now, now it, I don't think it changed it to the point that you we and were I were saying, one, yes. take C.J. one. No, that's Like, I'm fair. not going to sit up here and say but that we, we were, But we both thought C.J. Stroud would be a good NFL quarterback. What a, and, and, we, and I said before the season he would be your offensive player, offensive, he'd be your rookie of the year because I knew for a fact C.J. Stroud would hold up, and I told you that's why he would beat out Bryce. That's exactly right. Nobody th- saw this coming, though. I mean, how how has a rookie only got two picks? A rookie that's playing every down. He, yeah, Peyton had twenty something his first year. He's on pace to throw twenty eight touchdowns this year uh, to just four picks. He's on pace to throw for forty yards shy of five thousand yards. I mean, it would be the it would would it be the greatest rookie season ever for a quarterback? It's being discussed right now. Yes. Yeah. I don't know who because you can't put Peyton Manning with all those interceptions up there next to him right now. He's only got two. Yeah. So I mean, I, again, you'd have to show me. Yes. that we, We'd have to dig, but I, I I don't know that you can find one. Again, this is true rookie season. We're not talking about exactly. like Aaron Rodgers that took it wait. over after yes. Brett Favre. Like yes. this is these are going to be hard to find. Dude, I don't know that anybody's done it like well, this. I, the way I evaluate, the, especially the young guys, is like it's all psychological. It's like how do you look sort of just being back there? Do you look comfortable? Are you cool with it? Can you stay in there? Can you hang in there? And this this dude, it doesn't matter if they're up seven, whether they're down three or tied or whatever. Like, like this dude is the same guy. He is the same cool customer every drop back. And I just I find that. Um, incredibly impressive for a, a guy that's you know he's, he's 22 years old. I mean, we needed a new some new blood. We needed you know, and maybe Trevor is is sort of the first part of that. But I don't I don't, I don't Herbert never wins anything. You know, like you, his stats are empty as they come. There needed to be sort of that next guy that was like, all right, on a Sunday night matchup, on a primetime matchup, who can I look forward to potentially watching on a Sunday night? Yeah. And C.J. Stroud. If you have not watched this kid play, you are doing yourself a disservice. He is incredible. If they win their division, he'll be in the MVP race. As he should be. <laughs> Honestly, Houston sucked last year, dude. They were I mean they had Davis Mills out there there, you know. They, they, and and how could you not give D'Amico coach of the year? Dude, D'Amico is awesome. If they win the division and go about that. I mean, I I'd, I'd, I'd be I'd be with you on that too. I, yes. th- I think that'd be your coach of the year. I mean, year. again, I you're talking about a first-year coach. No Sirianni lost both coordinators. It's impressive and we love giving it to yeah. the best team in the NFL. You know, that always coach of the be a year is about taking bad jobs well, and turning them into sometimes, good ones. Yeah. To I, me. Uh, you know, yeah, burst, you know, busting through expectations. Yes. And yes. They, you know, he's done that. And again, I'm not saying, oh, uh, the, the, taking the Texans from a three or four win team to an eight win team. No, we're talking about winning the division. I mean, that you know, it's got to be like a a, 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 bit, a real I, I think that's necessary to have if we're going to talk about CJ yeah. in the MVP conversation. He's playing like an MVP, yeah. but you have to have some level of accomplishment as a team that year. I just don't think you can give it to, you know, an eight, nine win Houston team. Agreed. This team wins the division. Uh, he absolutely should be running for MVP. 
um, because his numbers you can put up against anybody. Maybe the best rookie season we've ever seen. A hundred percent. It's crazy to say, but he's doing it. Uh, anyway, there you go, uh, CJ Stroud. Now, now, can I just throw one nomination in for most impressive? Sure. If I miss, what I miss? I mean, the Cleveland Browns not winning in Baltimore, pretty damn impressive. You're right. You're right. The way they're feeling about their team right now, they got the best defense in the NFL, and all of a sudden it looks like Deshaun. We're seeing, you know, signs of the former Superman Deshaun Watson. At least in the second half, he did. I think he went 14 of 14. I know a lot of people yeah, played clowning them. We were doing it earlier this year. Oh man, you guys have paid them all that guaranteed money. You're stuck with him. They're feeling real good about their situation in the AFC North right now. Yep. It's what's crazy is that that the Bengals are at the bottom of the division. And and what they had just they were one of the hottest teams in football. You know, you got you got the Steelers winning again, despite being outgained. And now you got Cleveland right there in the mix, right with you know, showing you they can knock off the top dog in the division beating Baltimore. I just think from the you know, the defensive stops they got there at the end and Deshaun in the second half, that was surprising to me because Baltimore was absolutely rolling before this game. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Uh, and it, it knocks Baltimore down a peg, no doubt about that. Uh, Lamar sort of fell back. Now, look, it's a divisional game, so maybe it's just one of that's those weird I told weird my dad, things. you throw, always throw it out the window. I mean, Baltimore lost to Pittsburgh earlier this year. But you know, in the AFC North, you got to throw the records out the window. We were talking real. about that game on Friday. I, talk, I mean, I, I was on Texans. I was on Browns, I was on 49ers. I swept the board in the NFL yesterday. I need to retire. But I, the reason why I bet the Browns is because NFC North games always going to fall, or AFC North games always going to fall on a field goal or two points or something stupid like that. I mean, they were dominating, Baltimore was, and then Lamar had a couple picks. Um, yep. And that sort of was Lamar, the. Uh, who was playing at an MVP level. Yeah. Picks. That was the difference. That uh, defense is Super Bowl caliber defense. It is. It is. So if they get yes. old Deshaun, yes. they're a problem. They are. They and they and they ran the ball really well on Baltimore too. Mm-hmm. So on a you know, good Baltimore defense, they've got that in their bag. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was the week in NFL. We got uh, Broncos Bills tonight in a game that really doesn't mean much. Uh, I guess for the Bills, they're just trying to hang on, and I mean, they could miss the playoffs. That is possible. Oh, Bills need it. Yeah, they have it's, to win. Especially for, when you look at that AFC North, like you yeah. you, you need to win your division exactly. based on what's happening in the North because those that team could they could take up two of the wild cards, maybe three. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you all of them are going to make it, but good chance three North teams make it. Yep. The one I have the least confidence in is Pittsburgh. There's no way you can keep getting outgained Amazing. in every game. It's now nine games they've been outgained in, and they're the only team that's ever done this and have a winning record afterward. And folks, guys, hey, number Mike Tomlin, but. You know, I still I got more confidence in Cincinnati. Remember, they were down a receiver too yesterday. I got still got more confidence in Cincinnati and Cleveland, and obviously Baltimore than I do in, do they? And they also, in that Pittsburgh team. They also team. covered. I mean, that's the thing. They, it, it, that. it don't make any sense. Now, what the one thing they did get back is they're rushing for over 200 yards a game. Right. Najee and Jalen Warren, they got a nice little one-two thing going right mm-hmm. now. But Pickett, I'm just crazy. I'm still not. That that's he's holding them back. Mm. They're winning despite him. I know he made a couple throws yesterday, yeah. but he wasn't overly impressive. That was uh, yeah. That they, was... they were outgained again, dude. They've been they were the only team been outgained the first eight games and have a winning record. Yep. They outgained again yesterday and they win again. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how they find ways. They're like Sylvie. Yep. They're like old Silverfield. They just six, find a way. Six don't and they? three, baby, on the on track to make the playoffs. You gotta love it. All right, we'll come back with respect burgers, and then Jason Fitz gonna join us at one twenty five. Stick around, Jason and John. I just turn to film ESPN. Black Tie Movement is changing movement in the city of Memphis. You want to have things be made easy for you when you're moving. You got enough to worry about. It's stressful enough trying to get the thing financed and going back and forth with paperwork and kids running around. That's where Black Tie comes in. Let them handle it for you. They're going to get it. 
done quickly. They're going to show up when they say they're going to show up. They're going to stay on the budget that you all agree to. That's what makes Black Tie the best. So get on that schedule. Book it now. 316-6196 is the phone number. It's Black Tie Move and Change the Movement in the city of Memphis. On Mondays around this time, I get on my big green egg at the house out in Cordova, pat out some burgers. I used to do that at the Memphis Country Club, so believe me, I know what I'm doing. Uh, then I season them with respect. It's something we need in this world that's full of disrespect. We'll do that now. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show, Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. All right. I got to give credit where it's due, and that'll go to Ryan's I'm kidding. Memphis's defensive effort in the second half against Missouri, and it's a double respect burger. I got to give one just solo dolo to Javon Quinterly. Uh, that man was an absolute leader in the win over, Memphis, over Missouri, 70-55. Uh, we mentioned Quinterly's numbers first hour, led the team in scoring with 18 points. Went 7 of 10 from the field, by the way. 2 of 4 from 3. Eight rebounds. Memphis's veteran guards stick their noses in there for rebounds, but him and Mills had a combined 12. Mills added four more and uh, five assists for J- Javon Quinley as well. And I mentioned it. You know, you re- you got a sense of the leadership qualities uh, if you didn't get it on the floor, and you certainly did there, after the game in his postgame interviews when he's pointing, deflecting credit, pointing out their other leaders and saying what a job Caleb Mills did in the second half on one Sean East. Now, Sean East was the Missouri player that was going absolutely off in the first half, had all 14 of his points then. What did Caleb Mills do in the second half? He shut him down to zero. Uh, East actually only had two free throw attempts in the second half. So, so the box score-wise, he did not register a field goal attempt. A guy who was like five of eight in the first half. And so the job that Caleb Mills and the Tigers basketball team did defensively in that second half was uh, nothing short of uh, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, again, from a, a defensive standpoint, they held Mizzou. It wasn't just East to five of 26 shooting uh, in the second half. That's 19%. Memphis right now, 18th in the country defensively at Ken Palm. Yeah, I know it's early, but I'm pointing it out. Y'all saw that with your eyeballs, how good that team was defensively in the second half. And I said it before the season. We're talking offense, offense, offense. I think this Memphis team, with all that length and all these grown men, has got a chance to be one of Penny Hardaway's best defensively. We saw signs of that, uh, especially in the second half against Missouri. So Javon Quinterly and then that Memphis defensive effort in the second half in the win of a big win over Mizzou. Uh, John told us a little bit earlier on the show, Memphis coming in at number 26 in the AP poll, so just outside the top 25. Up next for them will be Alabama State on Friday. Now, we have not talked about this at all, but we should. They absolutely deserve a respect, Bergen. I think this season they're up to about four. Memphis women's soccer respect. took care of business on Saturday, and this is what I love the most besides the win in advancing on the NCAA tournament. The fact that they had a record crowd out there uh, over on the Park Avenue campus, 2,073 fans was an attendance record for that team, which deserves all the support in the world. They're now 19-1. and They've won 16 straight games. Only loss this season was to Alabama and beat this LSU team 2-1 uh, to one as, again, remember the number six seed. We told you Memphis got absolutely hosed uh, in terms of the tournament seed. That said, they take care of business in hosting a first-round matchup, and they will now move on and face Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame is the three seed uh, in this tournament, and I'm going to be real honest with you. Uh, Memphis is going to play them Saturday in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm going to be real honest with you. If I'm Notre Dame, 
I hate the fact that I got this Memphis as a six seed as my second round matchup. Um, we can look at this as, you know, Memphis, oh man, you got to take on three seed, and that's a tough road to hoe after getting a, you know, a six. You should have been a, we said it, Memphis should have at least been a three seed, but. I take this, and you look at what Memphis did last season and what it's done all season long, I would be scared to death if I'm Notre Dame. You're supposed to get a, a easier draw as a sixth seed than this Memphis team, which we've said all season long, and we mentioned before the uh, selection show, they should have been much higher than a six. They're more like a three seed with the year they've had. And, oh, by the way, uh, that Memphis women's team led by Brooks Monaghan deserves all the credit in the world, uh, and like we told you, they'll play Notre Dame on Friday. But for the uh, – for the Memphis men, I don't know if you realize this, John. They found out today they are making the uh, they have made the NCAA tournament for the second consecutive season. So we'll do a little double respect burger here for the soccer programs at Memphis. They're going to host number twenty four SIUE, that's Southern Illinois Edwardsville, in the first round. Uh, they get to host a game as well. That Memphis men's team's ten five and two. Hadn't had the uh, stellar season that the women have had as, what, now three-time AAC tournament champions. But they are back in the NCAA tournament, and we'd be remiss not to uh, mention them. They found that out today. Uh, There was a revelation now moving on, at least for me, uh, over the weekend on the college football side. We've discussed a lot of Memphis and Charlotte, what Memphis got. We, We didn't discuss a lot of what else went on in college football this weekend, and one of those things was what Jaden Daniels did. Um, again, in a game that not not everybody, you know, there wasn't a ton of focus on because LSU's out, of the, the, whole out of the SEC championship picture. But I'm glad you were. I know why you were probably. But I'm, I'm uh, everybody bad Baton watching. But my point is we're not watching that as a feature SEC game anymore because they are out of the race right? Now, LSU. Jaden Daniels had 600, the, the LSU quarterback, 606 total yards, five touchdowns, became the first quarterback in FBS history to have at least 350 passing yards and 200 rushing yards in a game. I've never seen anything like it. And they needed every bit of it because for a while there, Florida was scoring right with them. Uh, they end up winning the game 52-35, but they needed Daniels. One of the reasons you don't typically see, you don't ever see performances like this is because usually by the time a quarterback's done something like this, you're pulling him because that score is so dang lopsided. They needed Jaden Daniels in this game. We had said last week, uh, you know, going into that Alabama game, he was a Heisman Trophy candidate with the way he had played this season. He gets knocked out of that game, and the thing about it coming into this one, he had been in concussion protocol after getting knocked out of that Alabama game, and you come in here doing this, completing 17-26 and 26 passes, 372 yards, three touchdowns. He ran 12 times for 234 yards and two touchdowns. I'm talking about long runs where even cornerbacks could not catch him. Yep. This dude is fast, and he puts the ball on a rope, and usually it's a dime he's dropping in there. I mean, I'm not going to tell you this kid and he, got any, he doesn't have any weaknesses, but you tell me this. How is he the sixth best quarterback prospect in the draft coming up? According to ESPN, tell me that I'm going I'm to I'm tell you the names they got in front of them, and you tell me if Jaden Daniels should be higher. Caleb Williams one, Drake May two. This is ESPN's ranking. You guys, Shadur Sanders three, JJ McCarthy from Michigan four, Carson Beck five, six Jaden Daniels, seven Bo Nix, and then all the way down at eight, they've got Michael Penix Jr. Set Michael Penix Jr. to the side. Dude, I watched Jaden Williams. I mean, Jade, uh, uh, I watched Jaden on Saturday against against Florida, and I thought to myself, dude, my Bears would be great with him. What what's Caleb Williams got that Jaden Daniels doesn't have? Um, what am I missing? Why is he so low? I I I wish I had an answer. I don't know. 
I, I know that's not a great Florida defense maybe, that you're doing that against, but I don't care. We've never seen much what he did. with the arm, you know. I mean, I think that might be the only thing. Like he's doing it a lot with his legs. He's unstoppable. But I think Jaden Daniels is going to win the Heisman, and I think he's going to move up in mock drafts and everything else once he starts doing interviews and everything. I'm not telling you he's going to be the fourth first quarterback taken. I think that's going to be probably be between Caleb Williams and Drake May. But I think somebody's going to get a steal in this dude. Jaden Daniels is a beast. And uh, I knew that before the Florida game, but I didn't know it to this degree. Uh, he's got some God-given ability that I've never seen before. And, it, and part of it's the speed, yeah. the way he was running away from cornerbacks who thought they still had him. But a uh, performance unlike we've seen. Um, you know, I, I, C.J. Stroud, I gave a respect burger. And, and Josh Dobbs, I gave a respect burger to last week for what they did. I could double it up and give it right back to him. But on these quick hitters, um, I, I will say Tyrese Maxey, 50 points last night. He's uh, Brad's man. He identified him early. Brad loved Tyrese Maxey, and now he's unlocked with Harden gone. He had a career high 50 points last night. Joel Embiid had 37. They're now 8-1, have won eight straight. That Philly team, Maxey, is unlocked 20 of 32, added seven rebounds, five assists, and three blocks. He's becoming a superstar. I, I hesitate a little bit when I say oh, that word, but he's playing like one right now. You're not going to be able to keep him uh, from the All-Star game and maybe on uh, All-NBA teams with the way he's playing so far. We will see. And then uh, women's college basketball, Caitlin Clark. She's Ooh. a hooper, bro. We don't, we don't talk about her much on here. We talked about her with uh, uh, Reese in the yep. back and forth with yep. LSU in the championship game. We talked about her last year. Uh, but she just became Iowa's all-time leading scorer last night. Had 24, which is pedestrian for her usually. Uh, this year she's averaging – well, the, uh, last year she averaged 28, 7, and 8.6 uh, assists per game. Uh, that's seven rebounds per game. Uh, she had 10 rebounds, 11 assists to go with the 24 points last night. She's now – you talk about record breakers and things we've never seen, like with Jaden Daniels against Florida. Kaitlin Clark is one game away from breaking the record for most 30-point games in Division I women's basketball history. So she's an absolute hooper. And I tell you what, I mean, she's made college basketball more fun to watch. Players like her, Gabrielle Reese, um, there's no question about it. Uh, she is a fun watch and a dominant player. Looking forward to seeing what she's going to do in the WNBA at one point. She's yeah. got business this year at Iowa, so we'll see if she can make a push like she did last year. Those are your respect burgers uh, for the week. Yeah, disrespect dog is going to go to um, none other than Bill Belichick. Mm. I don't know if you guys saw. They uh, benched Mac. They benched Mac only for <laughs> Bailey Zeppi to also throw a pick to end the game. You know, like Bill keeps – Trotting up there, and they say, "Bill, you still have faith in your players?" Yeah, I have faith in all my players. It's like, man, this is depressing. We all know why you're still here, Bill. We all know, and it's not going to happen. It's going to take a while. It's going to take like ten years at this rate. Yeah, to, to get pass, to get the past Shula. <laughs> it's going to take still double years. digits, and he was yeah, like, like sixteen or something. I mean, it's going to take three or four more years. Three. Let's say well, he's going to do it with another team, John. You think so? Man. Maybe. Damn, that's brutal. Because, like, look, they beat the Giants on Sunday, right? So that's going to be – that's going to – Yeah. Uh, uh, Go get traded. No, I'm saying the Pats next Sunday. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so you have the, yeah, so you have the Giants win. So that would get you uh, three. And I don't know if there's another one on the schedule for them. 
Well, if I'm Robert Kraft, I want my team to, to tank at this point, do I not? Oh, for You're sure. You're right there in contention yeah. to be a top five pick and have a shot at one of these quarterbacks, you and you don't have one. You wouldn't really have a say in the matter anyway with what you've got coming up. I mean, Chargers at Steelers, Chiefs at Broncos, at Bills. I mean, you're just you, – it is what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – it's a it's a tough situation for Bill. He's he's just uh, he's not the same. He's not the same, no doubt about it. So that performance, Bailey Zeppi, ugh, gross. You lose ten six. That's embarrassing. That's just an embarrassing loss. Their entire season's been an embarrassment. I know the former Patriots just cringing having to watch this yep. right now. And, and and if someone asks you about it, you have a hard. You can't dress it up anymore and say, "Well, Bill will get him out of this like you could in the past." Exactly. You, you, you know, you got feelings for Bill. You've won championships with him, but like guys like Bruce, you've had to tell the truth. It's time to move on. A hundred percent. So, anyway, uh, you get it, Bill. We'll come back. Jason Fitz going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the NFL. C.J. Stroud, Antonio Pierce maybe being, getting the Raiders job feels inevitable to me. Get into all that with Fitz when we get back. Jason and John, how do you turn to him? Yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. SPN. Victory Monday here on the show. Our next guest, our friend, is certainly feeling that today. He is Jason Fitz. Catch him on Yahoo Sports. Catch him on Fox Sports Radio. He joins us every Monday, and he joins us now. How about it, Fitz? The Raiders move to 2-0 and under Antonio Pierce. You know, here's the thing, and I, I think one of the most interesting things that we need to start looking at, and I feel like I tell you guys this all the time every year, we got to stop looking at records and start asking, is this team any good or is this team bad, right? Well, one thing this year is there are clearly some bad football teams. We all know that. But here's the thing that I'm judging bad football teams by, your level of give a damn. And if there's anything that we've seen, like palpably as proof this year, 
is that the Raiders, not a particularly good football team with Josh McDaniels, also played without any of that give a damn. Now, with Antonio Pierce, it is much different. And where a team that was struggling to get anything done offensively really could have fractured itself, and I think would have, they didn't. And I, I, I look across the board, like, tell me right now that Arizona isn't playing like they still care every single week. But also tell me that you don't see that from the Giants at all, because I don't. Like, it looks to me like Brian Dable's lost that whole locker room at this point. So, like, to me, when I look at good or bad at this point, or even mediocre teams, the first thing I'm looking for this year is, are you coming out and playing like you care? And the most inspiring thing as a Raiders fan the last two weeks, it's not that the team's suddenly good. They're going to get absolutely railroaded by Miami. Fine. It's the, the fact is at least they're coming out and playing like they're putting in the work, playing like they care, playing like they care about having the logo on their chest as much as most fans care about wearing the shirts on theirs. That's all you can ask from your favorite team. There's no doubt, based on all those things, that Antonio Pierce will get the head job, correct? Uh, oh, no, I got a lot of doubt. Really? A lot of, yeah, yeah. Look, I think, I think Antonio Pierce has done a beautiful job. And I love the way the Raiders and Tigers, I've got some buddies that work for them on the social media side. The freedom with which they are handling the branding of all of this is something they did not have under Josh McDaniels. The fact that they're putting up all this NWA stuff, the fact that Allegiant is running different hype music, like this is all an intentional thing, the intentional thing that's being allowed. I love every ounce of it, but I think all of it comes down to earth. Frankly, when you look at the next few games, there's still going to be some really good opponents on that. Like if Antonio Pierce goes out and gives the Chiefs the game of their life, Maybe. If Antonio Pierce goes out and even loses, but loses in an effort against the Dolphins where you say, I don't know, man, this looks like it's coming together. Like, I think he has a shot at the job. But at the same time, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to be the coach of Michigan after they win the national championship this year. And he goes out the victim saying the NCAA is coming after me. Like, I see all of this playing out. I, I don't know that Mark Davis has the patience to avoid somebody that's a big name that he thinks makes the Raiders relevant. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think there's still plenty to be done. And would Harbaugh let's get let's let's roll with that because I like it. Would Harbaugh pick the Raiders because Mark Davis is that coach who would give Harbaugh whatever if you personnel decisions, all of that, do you think Harbaugh would pick the Raiders over uh, uh, another situation, such as say if the Bears decide to move on from Eberflus, uh, a return to the Bears. What do you think? I think I think those are the two teams that it would come down to. I've mm-hmm. heard some people speculate the Chargers, but uh, look, at this point, where Harbaugh goes is going to depend on relationships. He has a long-standing relationship with the Bears, obviously, from his playing time. He's got a long-standing relationship with the Raiders yep. from his work there and his relationships with the Davis family. So I think if you're Jim Harbaugh, you know this. You know that you want to go somewhere because for, we, we gloss over what happened at the end of San Francisco. Like, at the end of San Francisco in his time with the 49ers, it was about a power struggle between a front office and a head coach that didn't see eye to eye, that didn't like each other, and Harbaugh's style essentially wearing off on a bunch of – wearing down, I should say, a bunch of professionals that didn't want to be treated that way. If you are Harbaugh now, I think you go to some place where you know you're not going to have any of those issues, where the owner will have your back no matter what happens and where you can go out and be a dictator. So, like, I, I think Harbaugh's back in the NFL, and the Bears and the Raiders are the only two spots that make it make sense. And, by the way – I also think he's going to end up commanding that $10 million deal that Michigan hasn't given him. So he's going to go where the money's right and the structure gives him the opportunity to be successful. Interesting. I don't, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't have friends in the Raiders organization, Fitz. You're the closest thing I got. But I also know that Mark Davis probably got a lot of grief for not giving the job to Basaccia. And I think he's a pretty reactionary guy. 
And mm-hmm. so I just sort of my my default. I could be wrong. Is that but, oh I made that mistake the first time. I can't make that mistake again. But, no, I think your logic is your logic is really solid there. And I'll add one other layer to it. And this, nobody's told me this, but it's just me watching Mark Davis. Mark Davis loves to be loved. And if you look mm-hmm. at the Aces when they won the championship, he's right in the middle of that huddle, dancing around, looking like an idiot. Right? Like I think part of the reason Josh McDaniels got fired when he did is because uh, well, and, and I've had some people say it really bothered him when Mark Davis was going through the championship parade in his shining moment and people were booing him while they were chanting, fire Josh, fire Josh, right? Like, so I do think you're right in the sense that it was significant to me that Max Crosby was smoking cigars with Mark Davis in the locker room. Like, that's real, right? So Max Crosby, I I got a tattoo with him after Versace, as you guys know, Mm -hmm. was fired. And Max did not like that move at all. And Max now is far more powerful. So, yes, yeah, if Antonio incredible. Pierce wins wins Max Crosby over, which I which he obviously has, absolutely. If, Max, if Max goes to Mark and says keep him, I do think you're right. Your logic would absolutely play forward there. Plus, he's like, dude, he's the, he's the whole Raider thing, bro. Like, he's like, he just is. He's, and Mark Davis eats that stuff up. Like, so, again, we'll see. Uh, they still have plenty of games ahead. We'll see how they perform against the actual, actually decent teams left on their schedule. But I don't know how you could ask for better. Um, speaking of, of, of great, C.J. Stroud goes on the road yesterday in Cincinnati and pulls off a massive upset over the hottest team in the NFL, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, what do you make of C.J. And, and how great can he be? I told him you were a week ahead of the curve, Fitzy, that you were talking him up for MVP last week, and now everybody's catching up to you. Yeah, I, look, if I had an MVP vote today, I he'd be jury my duty, vote. excuse me. Oh, sorry. He, yeah. he, knew, he knew you were. Yeah, yeah. yeah my, my, I'm so jealous, by the way. I, I really I want the Stranton uh, Strangler. He wants case. A, I want that. A, a uh, yeah, I know. I want this better. <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm a weird dude. Uh, I will say this. You're right. I was a week ahead. Um, yep, you were. I, if I had an MVP vote today, it w- without question, I would run to the front and I would give it uh, flat out. No, no questions asked to CJ Stroud. I also think that at this point, you know, it's it's clear that they have the coach of the year. I don't think that there's any conversation about yes. both of those things. And and look, here's the most impressive thing with CJ Stroud. Two things that really blow my mind. One, he's processing so quickly without wide receivers that are really worth the like. He had better wide receivers at Ohio State than he does right now. Let's be clear about that. Two, he threw a key interception in that game and near the end of the game that really could have cost his team the game. Could have cost Houston. It was easy for Houston to just bend over at that point and be like, sorry, we're done, right? They didn't. They didn't didn't fall apart, and that's all C.J. Stroud. Like, when you watched him come out on that final drive, his calm, cool, collected nature, and he just drove him down the field with this, like, yeah, we got this. There is a swagger to what he did. Like, he doesn't have Joe Burrow cool. Like, Joe Burrow's different. Like, but he's got a swagger to what he's doing in confidence that just absolutely bleeds over to everybody. And his efficiency, he's thrown two interceptions as a rookie. Crazy. Or three. Three interceptions as a rookie. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, when have we seen a rookie that never gets confused defensively? Lou Anarumo is, uh, is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL for Cincinnati. He's a hot name for next year to get a head coaching gig somewhere. And he had no answer for C.J. Stroud carving him up. Like, what else are we looking for from the kid? Like, in a year that doesn't have a clear-cut MVP, I think C.J. Stroud is the rookie of the year, and I think he deserves MVP consideration. Uh, how much of a threat are the Cleveland Browns right now with a defense that's, uh, you, you, I would call it, Super Bowl caliber? And now, at least, especially in the second half, we're starting to see flashes of the old Deshaun Watson. Just what do you make of this Cleveland team that took down Baltimore? 
you know, here's the craziest thing. If I had to make a power ranking of that division right now, I think the real honest-to-God answer that nobody likes and makes for bad radio is, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, because here's the weird part about it. The weapons, when you talk about the skill position players for Cleveland, the skill position players for Cleveland are better than the skill position players for Baltimore, and Mm. I don't even think it's particularly close. Mm. The wide receiver room for Baltimore is a wide receiver room that we are giving credit based on name, image, likeness, not based on the actual production on the field. It's time to start recalibrating. They got one guy. Zay Flowers is their one guy. And here's what Cleveland did that I think is really interesting. Cleveland showed the world – if you make sure Baltimore cannot run the football no matter what, now all of a sudden you're going to make Baltimore do other things. And when they only got one guy that can get open, what are you going to do? Like, so for me, I look at the defense for Cleveland and I say, look, I, I'm not sure that there's a better defense top to bottom in the NFL. They're at least on par with the best of them. Yes. So if we're talking top, sheer, top shelf liquor, their defense is the absolute top shelf of the top shelf. Their skill position players are better than Baltimore's not as good as Cincinnati, but right, you know, but in that same range. And then it all comes down to their quarterback. I don't know if I can trust Deshaun Watson. I've right. seen a little of this. But, like, if Deshaun Watson puts it together, Cleveland can go to the Super Bowl. If he doesn't, they don't even make the playoffs. Like, and, and that's crazy. We're sitting here saying the reason I don't trust the Browns is their $256 million fully guaranteed man. But that's real. Like, yeah. So uh, it's hard because – the Ravens showed us, you know, reasons to not trust them. The, the Bengals didn't show up in a game that I'm, I'm just stunned the way they looked. And, frankly, they lost too much early in the season to have the runway to have a game like they had Sunday. Yeah. And then you got the Browns over here playing that way. Like, the Browns look like they have every right to be in the elite of the AFC combo. Yeah, that, so they're crossing into that territory. We're talking sure. to uh, Jason Fitz here from Yahoo Sports and Fox Sports Radio. Uh, joins us every single Monday on the show. All right, uh, A&M, I was saying this earlier – they're, they're, you know, the list you see leaked in terms of candidates that they're going to pursue is like the, like what 99% of fan bases think their coaching uh, hot board should be, but like only 1% of jobs could actually ever dream of having. Um, if you were running that search, who would be your top target? I, and here's the hardest part about it. I don't think it's a job that necessarily gets the biggest names. And like, I know money, money is everything, but I don't know. Like if I, if I'm a and I'm looking around saying, okay, I can get the biggest name in the world, but the biggest name in the world has got to be able to beat Nick Saban consistently. That is not easy to do. Like this is a down year for Alabama and they're still playing the way they're playing. Like, I don't know that I wouldn't try, like just, just throwing a random name out there that is a person I absolutely love as a human being, but I don't know that I wouldn't try and get a Lance Leipold type in there that is like, maybe he's in over his shoes but let's see if he can grow into something because the concept that I'm just going to go get the biggest name possible. And I'm, I'm going to bring in Dabo and Dabo is suddenly like I'm, all these people floating out Dabo's name out here. And I'm like, why would Dabo Sweeney want to go to the sec West where he will be fired? If he, if he has the number one recruiting class in the country and wins nine or 10 games, the only, only question I have, and y'all tell me what you think, but I, I would say this, do we believe Jimbo would have been fired if, if playoff expansion had already happened? Because, like, we don't fire wild card coaches. And so, like, the only hope you haven't taken that job is, like, hey, if I can qualify for a wild card, maybe I can get myself into that conversation. Like, maybe I can keep myself uh, employed. But, man, I just – I don't think that there's anything there that, that makes that job appealing to the best names in the world. Like, I, I don't know why Urban would want to go there. I don't know why Dion would want to go there. Like, uh, I, at some point, they're going to have to find a like, weird name to bring up. They're going to have to find their Brett Venables, somebody that 
you know, has been a high-level coordinator that will come over, take the job. It might take you a couple of years to get good, but maybe they can get that way. Michigan, best football team in the country is the Georgia Fitz. Oh, that's hard. Uh, Michigan's played the best, but they still haven't played. I mean, Penn State was good, but I, I, I – at this point, I, I spent too much time saying Georgia play somebody, and now two straight weeks they played teams that the committee told you were very good, and they just knocked the snot out of them. Yep. Brock Bowers being back too made such a difference. Like if I had a committee vote today, I would put Georgia at number one, and I would put Ohio State at number two because their resume is still better than Michigan. I put Michigan at number three, but the easy reason for all of that is that frankly, I know Ohio State, and Michigan are going to play each other Thanksgiving weekend, and whoever wins that game can go to number one then. So I would take the easy way out put Georgia at one, Ohio State two, Michigan at three. And I would actually leapfrog Washington, even though they haven't looked great over Florida State. Florida State also hasn't looked great. But if you look at the metrics, strength of schedule, strength of resume, game control, every single metric that matters, Washington is actually higher in every one of those metrics than Florida State. When both have looked flawed, I would put Washington over Florida State at number four. Uh, the What probabilities would you ascribe to Alabama to crack this thing? Obviously, that's going to be winning out and, and beating Georgia. But So I guess I'm asking you, do you think Alabama can beat Georgia? Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I mean, here's the weird part about Alabama's offense and what's clicked. Uh, Milrow is doing two things that nobody can stop right now. He's throwing the ball deep incredibly accurately and well, and then he's running the football well. So what's happening, especially in the SEC where teams are running this shell defense, is basically they're trying to put everybody back. LSU was a really good example if you go back and watch this. LSU is putting everybody back to try and stop the long ball because they know that Milrow is just out there, wild, wild west, Madden style, chucking it downfield, right? So they're trying to stop the chuck from happening. Well, in the meantime, to do that, their safeties are dropped so deep and they're doing a lot of man shell coverage way, way back that's leaving the middle of the field open. So if Milrow can get around the defensive line, he's got 15, 20 yards of open field ahead of it, right? So you've got an Alabama defense that's playing really well, and you've got Milrow that suddenly figured out, hey, I do two things really well. And when you try and counter those two things at the same time, it's a tough matchup for defenses. The only thing is that I trust Georgia's defensive line to be better disciplined than the defensive lines they've played the last few weeks. On, and I trust Georgia's defense to be able to spy much better than anybody has. But that's the thing that Milrose, somebody's going to have to figure out how to shut that portion of it down. I, I mean, I think we go into the SEC championship game yet again, and it's a coin flip sort of atmosphere where we're sitting here saying, I don't know, it could be Georgia – could be Alabama. We'll see where it goes. And there's no wiggle room for Georgia. Like most years, you'd say, hey, if Georgia loses a killer game and it's the only loss of the season, they're still going to the playoff. Not this year. Not, not, in my mind, there is not a chance in hell a one-loss Georgia team has any shot at the playoffs. So I, I think everything on the line in that one could be – I mean, that'll be the game of the year. Yeah, it will. Fitz, you're the man, dude. Appreciate Love you, brother. As Thank always. you. always. Appreciate you, boys. Love you. Have a great week. Yes, sir. He is Jason Fitz, Fox Sports Radio, Yahoo Sports host. Uh, always do appreciate him joining us here on the show. Yep, it's getting real, man. I mean, Bama wiped the floor with Kentucky over the weekend. Georgia wiped yeah. the floor well, with there, Ole Miss. There was a moment in that Bama game where we all held our breath. I yep. know Saban was when Milrow went down. But looks like he's going to be all right. That's key. You don't have him, you don't have anything. And they've adjusted that offense around him now. And he's balling. Now they're humming. He's balling. But he went down that game. Everybody's around him. He went to his parents in the stands for a minute. But uh looks like he's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, rolling. We'll come back, wrap this up on a Monday. Jason and John, I'd turn to family, ESPN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yep, it is coming up real, real soon. Black Friday... At Robert Irwin Jewelers is going on now. That sale. With every purchase of $2.99 or more, you get a gift. Like, for real, you get a gift. Buy a diamond flexi bangle bracelet for $14.99. You get a Yeti cooler or an Xbox Series S. You like Xbox, Jays? I know we're PlayStation men, but there are games on Xbox. All day long. You can buy a half-carat diamond hoop earring set in 14-carat yellow gold. Get free Apple AirTags or a Wonderboom portable speaker. Two-carat diamond right-hand ring, $19.99. You get a free Samsung TV. Like, what? You can get a PlayStation 5 with a three-carat lab-grown diamond tennis bracelet, $28.99. You're getting a PS5. Sony. She's getting diamond. Like, you cannot lose at Robert Irwin Jewelers this Black Friday. Get over there today. Yeah. I mean, get her the... Three-carat lab-grown diamond tennis bracelet for $28.99, and you're getting a PlayStation. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. She's going to be happy, and you're going to be happy on the games. Ain't no question about it. You play Fortnite all night long. Howie's got you covered. Uh, you got to get over for the annual Black Friday sale. None like it around, and you know it's going to be the best jewelry shopping experience of your life. Howie, once you come back, wants to be your jeweler for life. Don't be like me. Be buying engagement ring from a big box store and then that store closes down they don't know nothing about you you don't get that uh spa service for life go to a place that knows what it's been doing it's been doing it for what, 46 years robert irwin jewelers free finance and bigger brighter diamonds better prices robert irwin jewelers online at rij rijewelers.com that's a hell of a deal bro i mean if it i didn't is. have a ps5 and i had to, like keep my woman happy like i'm i'm obviously past you that spend to get the bracelet anyway but yeah exactly so you might as well add a playstation to man that. And then just go put it in your man cave or give it to your kid. Well, I wouldn't do something like that. You give it to your kid if, if your kid was of age. The hustle is to pretend you're giving it to your kid, but really it's for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, you say, I'm oh, this is for you know my son, and then you just play it all the time. I'll be real honest with you, just because I've uh, you know you've been in the doghouse a little bit with the wife, you've been mm-hmm. spending a lot more time with my son. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you ever intend to and, fix uh, that? or No, and don't worry about that part of it. Okay. But since I've been spending more time with my son, was that required? Well, I'm on the I'm on the PlayStation 5. We're, what, are we're you playing, on Fortnite? We're playing Fortnite together. Are you playing it? Oh, yeah. I'm playing and are you good and at I got it? My, I got my first uh, Battle Royale victory. You won? I won my first victory. No I, I tried, Dude, it probably was my 55th try. And I finally got my first battle right now. It was a, a zero build mode, and I know you yeah. probably don't no, respect I, that. I went, no, I don't. I hate build. I mode. I hate build mode, so I go into zero build mode. But I got my first victory over the weekend, and uh, I had to ask myself: at 47, 
are there many other out here like me that are on the sticks having this much you might fun? Be surprised. On I'm a little bit worried because you might what, be surprised. see, I could see this going into my fifties and when I'm an old not, man, dude? maybe retired in my sixties. We're going we're just different now. We're built different. The Who? world has changed. Yeah. And we're gonna be in the old folks' home. You're never on, too old uh, to do y'all, stuff. Y'all you on the cards, the old men now on the cards and the dominoes in the old folks' home. We're gonna, gonna be on, on the Fortnite. sticks. I'm gonna be on the sticks, baby. You're gonna be on that four. Man, I had so much fun, I ain't gonna lie to you. Dude, and, I, and I faith, still, faith just like I'm just getting further and further in the doghouse. Hey, so be it, man. Yeah. I, I, you can't but take you know my what video games fun. away from me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just played Spider the new Spider Man, beat that. You like, loved it. You beat yeah, it. dude. Yeah. I mean, I you yeah, can't want to beat it. I'm That's 32 right. I years still old. got that competitiveness in yeah, me. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're as young as as you know Connor or Gabe or as old as Dennis. You know, you you should be allowed to do the things I that you a new enjoy. Grand Theft Auto coming out. I might get yes, that. Yes, there is. I might get that. You oh, just you, never yeah. know. Well, <laughs> that is your pastime. That's gonna do it for us today. Thanks to Jason Fitz for joining us on the show. Gina and Jeffrey are up next. Don't miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 